Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Jumping into episode 12 of Grey Wolf Hoops, it is Ned, joined by John. John, how are you, dude? I'm doing really well, man. I'm back on deck now, but still down the line. We're uh, a few blocks away from each other, but, you know, modern technology means we can connect up either way. So I'm doing really well, dude. Yeah, indeed it does, my dude. And a big hats off and a massive thank you to everyone that got amongst our Grey Wolf shirts. Pre-order promotion that we had going. The orders are now in and expected late January to early February, Johnny. Yeah, that's it, man. We've uh, done our first bowl quarter. We're really impressed and, uh, and you know, I guess really chuffed with the, I suppose, re- response that we had from that. So we can't thank everybody enough. And, you know, of course, we're trying to create a movement here. So, you know, the more people wearing the Grey Wolf, you know, the more exciting it is for us. So we thank everyone for getting behind it and stay tuned for our next big order, which will probably come up uh, in February sometime, I reckon, maybe March. So stay tuned. Yeah, we've got plenty in order on the way. But first up, it will be those Grey Wolf shirts. And again, I've had a couple of people ask, they are pre-orders as per the ad and they're coming out late January, early February so be on the lookout for those really soon and thanks again to everyone that picked them up. Your brother-in-law to be man, I don't think he understands the concept of a pre-order John. <laughs> yeah look I guess it can escape some people can't it but the best way we thought was just to give our I guess our manufacturer a large order and push them all out and then we'll just get sort of rinse and repeating that for the foreseeable future but if anyone wants a t-shirt in the meantime you know depending on how special you are we might do a, a one-off order so if you've missed out and you're feeling a bit down get in touch with us and we can sort you out yeah definitely there has been a few people that have already hit me up so we'll jump onto those just like we're going to jump into these hoops Johnny and last week New Zealand Breakers kicked things off with a surprising seven point win over the Sydney Kings this one was in New Zealand but the Kings went there as they rested Bogut so they didn't go in all guns blazing so to speak. They're playing the rest game, which is interesting. Yeah, I did think that was a bit interesting. I mean, I know we've got a little a little while to go, maybe you know a few rounds to go, but uh, to be resting some of the big names now, I mean, that just says a lot about the strength of that team, doesn't it? That they can bring guys off the bench, you know, kick it starts, and they don't really miss too much without Bogut in the team. But, you know, the New Zealand Breakers are putting some good form together, man, and I think we spoke about last week, you know, they could really set their week up with a big game against Sydney because obviously they played twice, and uh, we'll talk about their second game shortly, but you know, I reckon that's a uh, bit of confidence for the for the breakers. It was still pushing up to that top four, which you know, we keep referring to, and could almost look to take that fourth spot in the next few weeks, but a really good win for them at home. Definitely was. On to game two in this one, and we'll get into fantasy hoops up after this. But Perth Wildcats, we said it wasn't going to be a blowout. Turns out it was. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix didn't travel too well, and they went down by 26 points to the Wildcats. What can you sort of say about this, man? And where does this sort of leave the Phoenix? Yeah, look, we did talk about last week, this is going to be a big round for the Phoenix with two of the hardest road trips in NBL in one week, if you can believe that. And, you know, Phoenix are out there doing their thing. I've heard a lot about Mitch Creek under a bit of an injury cloud. He has been for the last little while with an Achilles. So, you know, look, it's been a really good season. I mean, you've got to take your hats off to them in their first ever NBL season. You know, it was always going to be a long slog especially this stage of the season, because obviously they came out to a hot start and have sort of, you know, not that they've fizzled out, but I guess they've come back down to earth a little bit. But, you know, we'll see how they go to finish the season off. It'll be disappointing for them, I feel, to, you know, finish in the last two on the ladder, but still a few games to 
go, but very tough road trip, that one, and, and their second one was just as tough as well. Yeah, I think that the the sort of scheduling here sort of didn't really work in their favour, even though they had that very nice start with a lot of home games at the business yep. end of the season. They really were put in the thick of things playing Perth and then Sydney in this round, and, you know, their start was amazing, but unfortunately they haven't been able to continue at that pace. But like you said, a couple of rounds to go, we'll have to see where they finish up. Yeah, exactly, man. And the new guy in town, Devondrick Walker, had a pretty solid game, just checking out the box score, 23 minutes and shot 16. Otherwise, there wasn't much other than John Robertson in double figures for the Phoenix. So, yeah, tough road trip again, the toughest road trip in, you know, in almost Australian sport, that we say. But, you know, they'll p- pick something up for the rest of the season. I don't think it's all doom and gloom, of course, for their first season in the NBL. Yeah, most definitely, man. And here we go. We'd ridden them off, the Brisbane Bullets. We gave them the Fitz and Ned kiss of death. We said they're no good. Well, it's actually probably the kiss of not death. We say something bad about a team, they tend to go good. The Bullets are well and truly back, winning four of their last five games. And they absolutely demolished the Illawarra Hawks on Saturday. Yeah, I tell you what, man, I've been on and off Brisbane Bullets bandwagon more than I don't even know what to compare that to, but they're sort of in that hunt for fourth spot now. What a statement they made at home against the Hawks. I mean, I'm just looking across the box score. It was even contributions. Obviously, Patterson and Sobey leading the way. We all know Patterson's a big-time finals player. If they can squeeze in at number four, I mean, look out. Who knows what could happen there, but yeah, that's a that's a very handy win, you know, about 30 points this stage of the season to set up a bit of momentum, and the Bullets of course have two games this round coming up which we'll preview shortly so anything can happen here man they might be a team to watch in the next couple of rounds yeah look out and I tell you what a team to definitely watch is our Cairns Taipans they're sort of we jumped on this bandwagon and it was a good one to jump on because they continue to fire they got it done quite convincingly over the Adelaide 36ers on Saturday night 108 to 91 yeah, dude, like, that that was a big game and some big contributions for them as well. Oliver, our boy Machado and Newball getting amongst the points, dude, like, 20 points apiece plus for each of those. Uh, Oliver with 15 rebounds. I mean, you know, we've talked about, you know, the top two locked in. I'm now calling the top three locked in, man. I reckon Kansas got number three about sewn up. It's just going to be a matter of, you know, those next four teams who can take number four. But the Cairns train, I mean, you know, and this is another prediction, I suppose, that we had at some point they would click and tell you what, they've picked a good time of the season to do it and that's a really strong win against a, a 36ers team that as we've said in the past, you know, they pop up and win games here or there so that's a really strong flex of muscles sort of win at home as I like to call it. Yeah, couldn't agree more man and those Cairns Taipans, wow they are looking the goods and unfortunately for Melbourne United fans, they have not looking the goods pretty much dude, they have gone cold at the wrong end of the season the New Zealand Breakers absolutely smashed Melbourne United on Sunday, Johnny. 90-68. to 68. Yeah. United never really looked in this one. They didn't even score over 20 points in one quarter of the game. And very disappointing loss for the for Melbourne United because they're again in that those sort of that 14 clog for full spot now. So that's the sort of game that, that even though it is a tough trip across the ocean there to New Zealand, that's a game they can't lose. They cannot afford to lose games like that. But I don't think it's, it's all doom and gloom again. I say that for Melbourne United as well. They've got the superstar roster. It's just can they win these games on the road now? So look for them to build some momentum. We know how good they are as a team. They're currently in fourth, which they're sharing with you know, four other sides. So it's going to make for a few interesting rounds, like I said earlier. But yeah, disappointing loss for them. But it does speak a lot about the breakers with two really good wins in a row. 
It definitely does. In the southeast Melbourne Phoenix, they're in the battle for that fourth place as well. But unfortunately, this was the second of their doubleheader. It went from bad to worse, from Perth to Sydney. And Sydney got this one done comfortably, 98 to 81 at home. Sean Bruce looked good again. Johnny, he continues to impress my man. I'm very impressed with Shawnee B. But southeast Melbourne yep. Phoenix, John Robertson went off to a red hot start. He looked like he was going to be the first player this year to score 40 points in an NBL game. But his second half, he went cold. 24 points, I think, he had in the first. And then, yeah, pretty much nothing after that. Yeah, seemed to carry on the form of the Phoenix. He sort of came out looking to play a little bit early and then the Kings just put their foot down, really. But you mentioned Sean Bruce there. He's consistently playing you know, that 20 minutes a game. Played another 21 minutes in this game. And, man, I'll tell you what, he'd be up there for your sixth man, maybe most improved. I can't remember exactly which awards they have, but I really hope he gets some recognition for the work that he's done. And, you know, as we like to say, the Grey Wolfstone, Sean Bruce is putting an impressive season in. But I think the Kings are just going to coast into that final series now. I just I can't see anyone taking any more games off them but we'll preview the round coming up shortly. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully the Phoenix can take a bit of confidence into next season, but looking looking a little dire. Yeah, it is a little, man. Now, let's take a quick look at the 2019-20 ladder. Before we jump into Fantasy League, because I've just muddled up the order of things, Johnny, the Sydney Kings <laughs> sitting in that top place, 23 played, 16 wins, 7 losses. In second, you have the Perth Wildcats right up there with them, 15-8. and eight. Third, the Cairns Taipan. You're saying they're locked in. I pretty much tend to agree with that 13 and 10 that's when it gets interesting Johnny from 4th onwards Melbourne United 11 and 11 Brisbane Bullets 11 and 11 New Zealand Breakers who are red hot 11 and 12 Adelaide 36 is 11 and 12 so that is pretty much who is battling it out for that 4th position right now then in at 2nd last you have the South East Melbourne Phoenix and Illawarra Hawks rounding things out there so really like you said it seems to be a battle of the 4th place now at this stage of the season John, who would you, who are you going to go out and say, make a bold prediction? Will United hang on? Can the Bullets jump in there? Who's going to get it? Yeah, look, my, I mean, it's never really a bold prediction, being that I've been on that bandwagon. But I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Bullets, man. I reckon the Bullets have got what it takes to secure that fourth spot. Again, as I said earlier, they've got two games this week, and the big one for them is they're seven and three at home, and they open up the first game of the round at home, and then the round coming up, which we'll talk about shortly. But I reckon it'll be them. I just think that the X factor of Patterson, uh, and we know he loves a big game. I reckon he'll get them over the line into that fourth spot because it's sort of like United have been very up and down with form over the season and you, you really want that red hot start every game at this stage of the year to, to really solidify that spot. So I'm going to get on the boards, man. How about yourself? Who are you thinking? Oh man, I'm looking here at it. I'm really sort of conflicted here. United really need to bounce back. It's either going to be the Bullets or United, which will push New Zealand or Adelaide out. You say the Bullets, I'll say United. They've let me down two weeks in a row now, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Alright, Johnny, can you jump into Fantasy League real quick? How did we go last week. Not too bad, I believe. I had a win here over uh, Brody Tepper's team, so that was a, uh, a walk-off walk off, uh, <laughs> for Granada Gators. <laughs> the old Flamingos man went down to no. uh, the Karori single, so only by about 50 points. So it's sort of, you know, things are heating up not only in the NBL, but also in the Grey Wolf League. And just quickly checking the standings, our boy Lewis Rose is still sitting in first. He's 13-1. and one. He's coasting right now, man. He's about 500 points ahead you know, in total points than the next person in line. So if Lewis is listening, do make sure he gets in touch with us so we can have our, our meet and greet and, and win our little prize pack. But other than that, sort of the top five to six 
you know, rough rounding out the top eight there almost has sort of been about the same for, for the last little while. I'm sitting there 11 and 3, and your good self, man, you're 9 and 5. But, you know, it's been been very competitive. Like I said, you know, it's a bit similar to the NBL, that, that sort of, you know, mid-range in there is very, very tight. So, you know, still a few rounds to go, so anything could happen from here. Yeah, we've got four rounds to go, so if I drop four, I'm only going to finish at 500 there, just looking at it. That's a little bit upsetting, John, but you are looking yeah. in a pretty good stance right there, so hopefully I can bounce back, and good luck, and thank you to everyone taking part. Let's jump into round 17, Mr. Fitzgerald. Interesting one to kick things off, like you were just talking about. The Brisbane Bullets at home to a struggling southeast Melbourne Phoenix. You're predicting the Brisbane Bullets. I know this, because you just said... <laughs> Yeah, definitely, man. No, I'm going to be on the bullets. Not a lot to say here. I just think that, again, you know, if Brisbane want to be that team that can sort of, you know, push away from that group fighting for that fourth spot, they just have to get the, you know, get the win against the, the second last team. So I'm predicting a big, big game out of those boys. I keep mentioning Patterson and, and Nate Sobey. So I think Brisbane will get it done at home. Oh, yeah. And Illawarra Hawks and Sydney Kings some Friday night hoops. A very one-sided affair is predicted. For this one, it is in Illawarra, though, but you'd expect the Kings to win, Johnny. You would. I think at this stage of the season, because, of course, the Hawks took a game off Sydney earlier in the year, so I would uh, expect Sydney to be well on top in this game. Illawarra is, again, soul-searching. They are looking for a couple of wins to finish the season off, but I really can't see the Kings dropping anything from here. Such a professional outfit looking to, you know, solidified number one spot. Yeah, definitely agree with that one. And this one here could be game of the round at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. For your Brisbane Bullets to lock in that fourth place or look to make a run for that fourth place, they're going to have to get over the Adelaide 36ers who are tipped by Sportsbet. They're favourites in this one, Adelaide and Brisbane in Adelaide. But this is the sort of game Brisbane needs to win. Yeah, couldn't agree more there, dude. I think that's the thing for Brisbane. They just need to win these sorts of games. And I reckon every game Adelaide's been in, I've picked the wrong team just because they're so unpredictable. And uh, this is a game that they should win. But I think Brisbane are going to get it done. I'm, I'm 100% on their bandwagon. You know, the first game's Thursday, so at least they get a, a day off before they have to play in Adelaide. So I'm going to back the bullets. And this time, I'm going to stay on the bandwagon instead of jumping off and uh, <laughs> moving around. So still on cans, but I think Brisbane are going to win this one and, you know, set themselves up with a couple of good wins. Where is the fun of jumping off and then jumping back on the bandwagon, John? Come on. All right, we have the New Zealand Breakers and Perth Wildcats on Saturday night. The Breakers coming off a big win over United. Perth Wildcats are the Perth Wildcats, and I expect them to win in front of that Red Army yourself. Yeah, I have to agree with you there, dude. I think the uh, I think this game will be will be a fairly good one. It's a long flight from New Zealand over to Perth, but you know, I reckon this will be a great contest. But I think Perth will will get the win at home, and, and again keep their commanding form in front of the Red Army, as you say. Yeah, and just looking at their records, they're very similar in the last five games: three wins, two losses. Jumping on to the Sunday, Johnny, the State Basketball Centre will see the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix with well, I was going to say a more winnable game, but it is against the Cairns Taipans who. I think we'll actually get the job done over, over Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. And you'd have to say their season would be just about cooked if they were to lose these two in this round. Completely agree, man. This might even be a bit of a heat check for the Cairns Taipans. You know, they might want to come along you know, with their heads up thinking that they're just going to walk over the Phoenix because they will bring it, of course. But I think Cairns should be able to win that game and, and again, you know, just solidify themselves in the third spot there. But, uh, yeah, like I said, a bit of a heat check for the Taipans. They'd be looking to win, but I reckon they'd be looking to have a good win against, again, the team that's coming second last, especially if they get done by Brisbane. It's going to be a hard trip to come back and then face a red-hot Cairns team at home. But, 
yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the tight fans, man. I reckon they're the team to beat just about at the moment. Oh yeah, I like that. And then, well, I guess I should have before I went out and said Melbourne are gonna lock in that fourth place, Johnny. I should have looked at their schedule coming <laughs> up. They have the Sydney Kings in Sydney, and you'd expect the Kings to get this one. Yeah, unfortunately for Melbourne, I think Sydney Kings are just the, the professional outfit of the competition. It's going to be a very hard challenge for any of these teams to beat them at home at this stage. So I expect the Kings to roll on. But, you know, anything can happen, man. And, you know, again, once the show like say if I'm a betting man, I reckon Melbourne United would be the team I'd put a, a cheeky $5 on this round. But, of course, gamble responsibly. But, uh, yeah, I think that, that could be a great game to finish off on the Sunday. But, dude, I missed the Monday game. Like That's always the one to watch for us. Unfortunately, not this week. Yeah, they must realise that you're season's coming back on soon, I guess, Johnny. So, you know, can't miss those Monday cool. Night Zombies games. <laughs> exactly right, man. Yeah, well, I think where are the zombies? I did actually check us on the ladder the other day. I think we're about fifth, and I'm not sure. I think it might be out of about eight teams. So a little bit of soul-searching over the holidays for the zombies, but we'll be looking to push into finals, and you know, anything can happen once you make it, of course. Oh, yes, indeed. Well, Johnny, I guess we'll leave it at that. We have plenty more news heading your way soon, though. We've got some big news coming up for new interviews and such on the official Grey Wolf podcast. But the hoops, they keep rolling along. We've got four rounds to go, and it is pretty much perfect situation, really. You couldn't have asked for a much more tighter competition, I wouldn't have thought. Nah, man, it's fantastic. And, you know, we always talk about the state of this league and the state of this competition and how good is it right now. We've got you know, a league that's only giving us some amazing basketball but some really good results and games that are really going down to the wire. And, and you know, one thing I really like about it is anyone could win any of these games. Like, you and I could be completely wrong on every prediction and we wouldn't even be all that surprised. So <laughs> I can't wait for the next four weeks. And, you know, it's, it's been an awesome season. I can't believe we're already up to round 17, but, you know, bring on the, the next month and then bring on the finals. Man. Oh, yes, most definitely. Stick about. We will be about next week. We've got a bunch to talk about then, too, because we're hitting up tournaments and whatnot this weekend. Great Wolf Hoops will be back. Keep an eye out for those T-shirts if you pre-ordered them. And, yeah, that's all I got, John. Take it easy, boys. We'll see you next week. And girls. <laughs>